comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. My name is Oliver Queen. After five years in the house, I returned home with only one goal, to save my city. But my old approach wasn't enough. I had to become someone else. I had to become something else. I had to become the Green Arrow. When I was a child, my planet Krypton was dying. I was sent to Earth. I work with my adoptive sister for the DEO to protect my city from alien life and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am Supergirl. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, with the help of my friends at Star Labs, I fight crime. I am the Flash. I'm here because the future of the world is in peril. Because of a man named Vandal Savage. I chose you eight to travel throughout time to stop them. You got the wrong guy. Hero ain't on my resume. Where I'm from, you aren't just considered heroes. You're legend. Hey everybody, welcome to the DC TV Podcast, episode 65. <laughs> Wow, I'm Bill Murray in Groundhog Day today. Um, hey, we, retirement age, everybody. Let's have a retirement party. Let's give ourselves a gold watch and a Ferrari and get the hell out of here and go conk fishing yeah. off, the, off yes. the same parts or something, you know? I want to go to the strip club. Find me a gold digger. <laughs> you should come here. Move to the Viagra Triangle. And, and the Viagra the, Triangle? There is a neighborhood or area in Chicago called the Viagra Triangle where once these guys leave their wives of, you know, like 40 years, uh-huh. they go and get an apartment or a condo or a loft in the Viagra Triangle. And all the bars there, you will see nothing but young women that need, you know, tuitions paid off and guys that have scripts. Find so. me Yep. Sign Jeez. me up. Wow. I know okay. where to go. The Viagra Triangle sounds like the worst kung fu gang ever. To my sweet home, Chicago. There you go. And just a that. lot of sweatpants wearing over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of sports cars, too. Oh, yeah. You know oh, that. yeah. You got well, a, a lot of pieces. <laughs> a lot of axe body spray going down. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of hair pieces. Right, Come see for yourself. Come visit. You know, check it out. Yeah. Aurora. I want to pick out a place already. Let me pick it out for him. Anyway, we had a great week of DC TV this week. We had four sh- uh, four shows. Um, Gotham, we have two episodes left. Yes. Uh, the Flash, we yes. only have two episodes left. Arrow. Yeah, yeah it happened. Uh, it was yeah. on. It is a show. <laughs> it is definitely a show. And Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. It was less yeah. painful. Oh, it was. I thought. You know what? Well, we'll talk about it when we get there. We get Legends there. of the, the Lame was a little less lame this week. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of. That's what I thought the show was going to be from Jump. Yeah, me too. I thought it was going to be like exactly. more sci-fi, more action, mm-hmm. more stuff with the time out. You know what I mean? And if they don't have no money. They shouldn't do it then. But uh, the more Since I read we're about, already the... into it. Can we just go ahead and talk about it? You let the captain do what he's going to do. You don't decide can, what's going to happen. I'm, more, I think you're the king doing so, of uh, just, taking over the I got, ship today, Daryl. I got excited. Huh? I just, I'll sit over, just, shh, shh. Let the captain. <laughs> captain. 
Well, first of all, we're going to talk to the man who sold Rip Hunter that that awesome leather jacket of his, Daryl Taylor. Well, you know, I would have gave him a muzzle, too, so he could stop crying and complain. Oh, jeez. About his family. The man who tried to steal a kiss off the white canary like Snark did, but only ended up with a broken clavicle and <laughs> collarbone, <laughs> Mr. Chub Toad Sheldon. I likes it rough. Oh. And the woman who taught her that move. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw punch yourself. <laughs> Why are y'all laughing? Oh, no, not at all. Okay. I'm sorry. I know where all of y'all live. Hey, okay. Oh, sister throw punch, man. Mm-hmm. Heroes, hello. Don't hurt us. Right. We had, we had uh, something sad happen. I mean, we're just getting over like losing Prince like a couple weeks ago. And then, oh, yeah. And then this week uh, we lost uh, Darwin Cook, man. Dude was only 53. Yeah, uh, one of the most influential cartoonists and, and artists of his generation. The New Frontier. I mean, even beyond the New favorite. Frontier, though. Oh yeah, but they, I mean, that's just some of my favorite of his, right there. Right, but like super influential on 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 the animation style of the Warner Brothers House of Animation there for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. He did the opening for Batman Beyond, you know, as far as the TV side. Um, he him and Ed Brubaker really brought back Catwoman and made her a cool character again. Redesigned her, yeah. Totally. I mean, like, and just really like brought the character back to prominence the way she should be to begin with. But I mean, uh, there there were just very few artists that were like him. Very signature style, but very classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 weird that an artist like has a style that like fits that classic mold, but also sets them apart to the point where you look at it and say, "Oh, that's obviously a Darwin Cook," you know? Yeah. It it was, yeah, it was strange because Friday night I was like getting ready to go to bed and I saw uh, Jimmy Palmiotti had tweeted, you know, he tweeted cancer and had this thing linked to a blog, you know, talking about that it was announced he had cancer. And I was like, oh, shit, did he die? And I looked and it was like, oh, no, he he didn't. And then the next morning, you know, there it is. It's like, holy crap, you know, less than 24 hours later after finding out. You know, well, he didn't like to fuss, and uh, he yeah. didn't like a fuss around him. So by the time he probably allowed them, or you know, like his wife said, it's time to tell people, right, um, outside of his circle of, of, of friends to, that he was sick. It was to the point where they knew that he wasn't going to be able to beat it. So, it was, yeah, uh, it, was, it was a big loss. In the world of comics, and and like like you said, New Frontier is very uh, associated with a lot of DC characters for a long time. So yep. yeah, that animated style. I mean, he did it. it he I mean, totally. Fun. Batman, Superman. Totally, and a lot of the character designs, like I said, for Batman Beyond and some of the mm-hmm. other animated things. And uh, well, no, a lot of your newer newer animation artists, you know, they're kind of aping his style, you know, and and continuing that tradition of that look and whatnot. It's 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 nice. Yeah, it's like a direct line from like Alex Toth and, and Mel Kenneth and like the real illustrators of the, of the yeah. 30s, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I'm I'm I didn't know the man. I know people who do and who have. Um, right. And but everything I've heard is just, he just uh, was a tremendous guy and very giving, very helpful. And he, he worked. Out, I know uh, he did a cover for Skyward from Action Lab. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know a lot of the guys at Action Lab know uh, had met him and know him. And oh, uh, I almost met him too. I almost had if he if, at a yeah. panel. I almost got a chance to 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 meet him. But well, it's too bad. But uh, we you know our condolences to the people who knew him, his fans and family and friends. Mm-hmm. So it's a big loss. Um, but let's talk about some happier news. Guys, Supergirl has been saved. That's the good news. 
Yay. So now she can breathe in space. But the bad news, <laughs> bad news, question mark, she's uh-huh. moving to the CW. Why is that bad news? And that's <laughs> why I put a question mark by it. It's not. Because I, I think it's good news. Yeah, I think it's good news, too. And we we'll have yeah. crossover stuff. Come on, we love that. And her well, budget, the budget was going to be cut regardless. That's going to happen. Right, but they're moving the, the, the filming to Vancouver, where all the other Berlanti shows are at. And, right. I mean, with the effects budget that Flash has, they do an amazing job. And I'm sure that Supergirl will probably have close to that kind of budget. Um, you know, we might get a little less of, you know, uh, Martian Manhunter, you know, up close and personal and whatnot, but, you know, sacrifice is sacrifice as long as we're getting the characters and we're still getting good story. Well, that's I'm... the most important. I think that's, that's the thing that we've all talked about over and over again with these shows, especially with uh, Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow with the problems and, and what we had with Gotham now that the Gotham's gotten good again, you know, it really worked on the stories and stuff and it got a lot better. That's the issue. Like most important is for them to have a plan for them to execute it right. And, and, and to write the characters. Well, we could yep. kind of excuse some of the, the, uh, CGI that's not as, it doesn't maybe not look as great as it did on, on, a, on a bigger network, but I think we can excuse it, or not even. Most times, you don't even care when it's on the Flash uh, when, when it's, it's written right. Story. And right. Uh, exactly, right. and 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 the thing is, is I think it's good news because ha- I think it was going to get a second se- season regardless. It's just that with if it stayed on CBS, they would have done a probably a thirteen, a nine or a thirteen episode order. It would have got canceled after the right. second season, and that mm-hmm. would have been it. By moving yeah, to the CW, I already right. know it has a chance to a third season sure. and right. possibly For a fourth. Sure. It can, it can make the numbers that they need. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I mean, think about how well Gotham gelled, you know, after the first season. Exactly. Right. You know, how it finally, like, got its rhythm, got its stride, and now in the well, second season. Supergirl had a better first season than Gotham did. Right. Well, what mm-hmm. I'm saying is it took, I think it took, like, uh, it took almost the whole first season for Supergirl to kind of get that vibe that you know mm-hmm. its own its own rhythm or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think by the end of the first season it really had, and now you know the sec- them getting a second season at all. I think it shows really going to probably take off. What's no, great no pun for intended, right? But uh, that's like five right. NBC or five DC shows now all yeah. on CW right. with the um, with the addition of Supergirl. And that's what's great is that they got the right court. cast together. Right, I think they yep. cast it well. Uh, right, Girl, I think so. That's that's a plus. Like it's 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 got extras already. It's, 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 I I was never really a fan of Calissa Flockhart, and I love her on this show. You know, and I mean, the idea of the way they were portraying Jimmy Olsen, I was like, yeah, I don't know, and then immediately loved yeah. that character. It um, makes that joke she told uh, even more funny. Um, remember when she said it looked like a CW cast? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Now you are. <laughs> now you are a CW cast. Huzzah! Your wish yeah. is coming true. Exactly. But uh, now, I'm, do I'm... you think that maybe they're going to weave the universes together, have some sort of crisis on Infinite Earths kind of thing, so that we now have Supergirl no. in the same universe as Flash, Arrow, and Legends? No, I think they're gonna. I think what they will do is make sure that um, there is a, a portal. So that she could, they could go back and forth, and you have that with. Oh Sister. yeah, 
So it's easy. I mean, you know, once Cisco yeah. really learns how to use his abilities more, they'll probably have some type of stable wormhole once they get rid of Zoom, you know, once yeah. they shut him down. If she leaves behind something that's close to her, like a uniform or her cape even, or something, mm-hmm. Cisco would be able to vibe it right. with the contraption right. they used in the Flash episode this this week. And I love find her Barry again. and her together. Seriously. They, would, they had great chemistry. Oh, they, they really did. Oh, they're joyful. And um, it, it was it was you know, mutually respectful too. I thought that was really cool. And you and you can do the big, uh, you know, like they can lead up to a big crossover once a once a season, you know, because sure. that's what they like to do with the two shows. So now they can definitely do that with her as well. And you have the big guns, you know. You have- I think once they get more of an idea of what they want to do with Legends of Tomorrow, that would be like the way in to do that. You know, totally. Like the, the, yeah, that's a good call. The time stream. Oh, I mean, well, wait, here, wait, wait a second, real quick. Okay, Arrow, okay. Flash, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. You get Martian Manhunter with Supergirl. Yep. You get Vibe, Vixen, Firestorm, Adam, Hawkgirl, mm-hmm. White Canary, Speedy, mm-hmm. And Wally Western and or Jesse Quick, one of them is going to get speed powers. I it's think not, both of both. them are going to get. I think they're it's both not both. Yeah, that, why have them both? Yeah, that sounds both like both. a Justice League to me, guys. It sure does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, they got to do something. They've got, they've got Shield on the Marvel side. They've got to do something. They've got to step no, up their game. That's not yeah. even throwing Constantine into the mix, you know. Ooh, right. yeah, I heard he was going to be oh. one of the legends, possibly. At least he's around, so he right. could at least, yep. you know, be. Yeah, on. They mentioned him in Arrow again this week, actually. Mm-hmm. They sure did. But um, I just I I think it's a good move. I think it's a smart move for Supergirl to move to CW. And Absolutely. I, again, it'll it'll be great. It'll be. I mean, they've been cool about keeping the Flash Arrow crossovers to like once a season, or right. Or whatever, and keeping them special. I think they'll do the same thing with the Supergirl. Well, and I'm understanding that CW had first pass on Supergirl and passed, and it went to CBS. And regretted it. Remember, we yeah. the, yeah. they, they did the, uh, I think it was the Pally Fest or, or another con yeah. or something, where they had an interview, a, lo- a big interview with the other people on the show. And, and the creator, he was like, I really, I, I don't know why I passed on it. Like, he really, like, he really was kind of, Kind of hitting himself like I should have. Uh, I should have just brought it under CW. I don't know why I didn't in the first place. Well, here's yeah. your chance. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's uh, it's awesome news. Let's uh, get to our week's worth of shows then uh, before they are all gone in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm, uh, two quick things before we get to the show. As we said over the summer, we're going to be uh, doing the Justice League uh, cartoons. Uh, we're going to start with Secret Origins, the three-parter, and that'll be in the. F- yeah, it's a three-parter, uh, like a, it's like it's supposedly like a ninety-minute movie with with commercials. But without, right. it's like an hour, just over an hour. Right. Uh, but it sets up all the characters in relation to each other and everything. And it's great, and that'll be where mm-hmm. we start, and that'll well, probably be the first week of June. Okay, and I'll put together like a little calendar with the episodes and stick it on the right. Facebook page for everybody. Because so. the, the last okay. week of May will be all of these shows ending. Mm-hmm. And then Preacher beginning. And I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about that. Preacher. I know. It's, oh, I uh, started rereading the series tonight. I'm so excited. But uh, that, that's one thing we're doing. Also, in the Facebook group, we're doing an awards, DCTV awards type thing for our favorites among the shows. And we've put up some categories and nominees already. And I invite anyone to edit or to um, add to our list. Um, we were coming up with like different categories, like a WTF category and uh, a squee moment that was, um, uh, of, of you know the year of DCTV. So uh, check that out on the Facebook group because that will be coming up too sometime in June. We'll do the awards. 
uh, show. So let's get on to Gotham this week. Uh, season 2, episode 20, uh, Wrath of the Villains, colon, Unleashed. Good mm-hmm. stuff this week. Really cool. I uh, literally, the end of this episode, I literally looked at my screen and was like, <laughs> whoa, Gotham, dude. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, but, you ain't kidding. That's how you handle business. Yeah, it's like, make sure you get the right tool. Um, it starts off with Gordon and Bullock going to, to Arkham with a uh, search warrant to search Hugo Strange's office. And uh, Bullock threatens to tear the whole place apart, but Strange is like, you know, your warrant's only for my office. And they open up his office, and there's a giant clear garbage bag full of shredded documents which to me would be probable cause to go on and do further search of the place but whatever one of them wasn't a cop and couldn't search anything so strange brings that up that you know why is you know gordon even here he's not a cop you know they search the office there's nothing there and they say they're going to be back with a further you know a bigger warrant and you know strange is like by all means you know whatever and he acts like he has nothing to hide but actually peabody's right there and it's like dude asriel has not come back it's been 24 hours and we don't know where he is he's gone rogue and strange says uh troubling <laughs> i thought that was like yeah, no, no, no shit, dude. Remind me, uh, <laughs> me of lines that Teal'c would deliver on um, Stargate SG-1. True. He'd be like, indeed. This <laughs> is like stone face. It's like Captain it's Obvious. <laughs> um, they go back to uh, the GCPD, and you know Barnes is still in critical condition in the, the hospital, and Bullock has to make a rousing speech. Pretty, uh, pretty hilarious because he's not really. As he says, not one for making speeches, but it was a good scene, though. It was a good scene, man. He stepped up for sure. Gordon is saying they have to think outside the box, and they realize uh, that they should talk to their sister. So they head to Tabitha's house to talk to her, and Tabitha goes into all the exposition about Saint Dumas and how you know they the original Azrael was three hundred years ago, and they've passed the sword down from generation to generation. It was his. The family crypt, and the, you know, so they get down to the crypt to, you know, because they're gonna, they, I don't know what their plan was. They were gonna go to the crypt and wait for Azrael and hope that they didn't get their butts kicked or something. Because uh, so, that's pretty much what plan. happens. They, uh, they open up one of the, 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 the uh, sarcophagi, kind of Raiders of the Lost Ark style, mm-hmm. <laughs> and pull out the sword. And, uh, Tabitha. Right. And Azrael, of course, shows up, kicks all kinds of ass, gets the sword, and as soon as Tabitha stood in front of him and I knew he was holding the sword, I knew exactly what was going to happen, and I still didn't know why. Like, why did he stab her after that? Because she's a traitor. Because yeah. she's not going after Bruce and killing him, because that's the end game. When he, when she reminded him of that that was their mission, yeah. he, and he remembered how invested emotionally he was at that time, he knew that was his true mission, and she was a traitor hmm. for not going through with it. Huh. He said traitor. That, yeah, I remember right. that part. I just, <laughs> so, I just didn't, I, just so. didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't read it that just way. Think it through. Well, it just yeah. felt like he reverted back to his original right. uh, trauma when he was a kid, and they raped, and they uh, pretty much terrorized him to think that way. Right. Tabitha triggers the memory of you know, kill the son of Gotham, Bruce Wayne in Galavan's mind, 
And then she, he stabs her with the big old sword and says, Thank you for reminding me, traitor, as you said. Gordon finds a blood-soaked Tabitha, apologizes for making Theo remember, but tells him that, yep, he's after Bruce Wayne now. Uh, meanwhile, Bruce is um, trying to talk Selina into helping him um, break into Arkham to find out what's going on. And Selina's like, are you crazy? You know, Yeah, I don't want no part of that. I don't think I want to break I in there. But then he mentions that her friend Bridget was taken there. And, Uh-oh. Yeah. And then everything changes. She's like, okay, she already knows the way in. She's going to try to break in. But she tells Bruce not to go because, you know, he'll be seen, he'll be spotted, and, and killed or locked up or whatever. Right. As Selena is breaking into Arkham, she runs into Ed Nigma in the in a ventilation shaft, breaking Such out Such a great scene. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny that you get these two supporting characters who don't really know each other running into each other, you know what I mean? And kind of right. trading off. You know, he tells her, you know, there's this giant project going on in the basement and all, all the stuff he found like, you know, the other episode where he broke into the elevator uh, and, and she shouldn't go down there. And Selena's like, where is it? That's where I need to go. And he's like, what part of this aren't you listening to? <laughs> it will turn you into, like, toxic sludge down there. But she figures her friend Bridget is down there. So, right. um she breaks in, so she breaks into the Indian Hill part as Enigma, you know, tries to break his way out. Um, and over here is Hugo and Peabody talking about um, Asriel's disappearance. Um, and then she, uh, but then she finds her friend Bridget, but unfortunately Bridget now is in a weirdo costume of uh, yeah. giant goggles and a flamethrower and has been brainwashed just like Galavan, only she her name is Firefly and she Yeah, Bridge is not home anymore. No. And uh shows uh, shows Selena her brand new and improved for uh, flamethrower. Um Gordon rushes to save uh Bruce um from from uh um you know to get to Wayne Manor to protect Bruce and is caught in traffic, which I don't know what I don't know. It was I just thought that was a weird scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, why are they showing him caught in traffic when it's like this very tense moment, you know? And sure enough, Gallivan shows up at Wayne Manor, uh, has a cool sword fight with Alfred. Uh, you know, Bruce like throws Alfred a sword. That poor man. Fight. That that was a cool scene though. Very yeah. after he unloaded like six bullets into him, you know. Yeah. They had a cool cool fight, and then Alfred ended up getting thrown out a window. He gets it, man. Every every freaking season, he gets it. Uh, Bruce hides in the garage full of cars. Uh, I guess his dad's sports cars. And tricks Gallivan by putting his shoes where they could be seen. He thinks Bruce is standing there. And as he turns the corner to grab Bruce, Bruce floors the accelerator of this Dodge Charger and just rams right into Gallivan and runs him over. And as soon as he did that, I was like, Back up, dude. Back up. Right. And don't right. get out the yeah, car. It's like a date movie. It's like a Friday the 13th. Like, don't leave him and think he's dead. Okay. Yeah, no, like, have you ever seen a horror movie in your life, dude? Run him over. Don't sit there and go, oh, I'm going to look at the body. Oh, Which yeah, they did a really good job with the edit and everything here to make it very horror film-like. It's really cool. It was, yeah, it was very uh, foggy, too. Yeah, that's what I, I I was telling Noel that I was like, you know, the the my son scene is just incredible. It's so gothic, like, and he's like, the huh? Like, never mind. I took this one film class this one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Yeah, I band camp, fine. <laughs> so, um, he runs over Azrael, and then, you know, he doesn't see him anymore. I, as soon as it, they have like a, 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 like a worm's eye view shot up at Bruce. I thought, sure, he was going to come in through the roof or whatever, but he didn't. It was very much shot like a, a horror movie in that point. Right. Uh, he's like, he looks under the car, he's like looking around. And uh, finally, you know, he comes out of the shadows, and he's like, the son of Gotham must die. And at the same time, Gordon pulls up, starts leveling bullets into Galavan as well, puts a whole mm-hmm. bunch into him, finally put him down. Um, and, you know, I, just for a second, he's able to see if, you know, Bruce is okay. Um, Alfred comes out of the woods, you know, I was like, where have you... He's like, where have you been? He's like, well, I, I slowed him down for you, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> He's all beat up and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, uh, Galavan is standing back up. Gordon's out of bullets. Uh-huh. They're about to all get killed. And who walks in from behind, but uh, on the other side of the gate, but Oswald Cobblepot. Perfect entrance. Right. Says, says hi, Jim. <laughs> how's it going, old buddy? <laughs> yeah, how's it going? Like, you know... I always say when you gotta t- take care of something, you want the right tool for the right job. Oh, Butch, and he calls it Butch. Nobody makes an entrance like the penguin. No. He calls it. He says you always have to be the right tools for the job. And how come is a bazooka wielding Butch? <laughs> and his acting seriously when he does crazy, which that's all he does now. It's yeah. so amazing because he has that kind of 1950s zeal. For, mm-hmm. you know, like, he's like a good humor man. He's like, oh, hey, I'm here with ice cream and stuff. <laughs> well, he almost got that Charlie Chaplin kind of. Yes, yes, that's, that's exactly what I think I was going for. Yeah. But he's like, I'll kill you, though. The scene where right. he, the scene where he gets up to leave the house um, in this episode, like when yeah. he sees oh, the body, and like Grace is still, still there, still there, <laughs> yeah. like after yeah. what, like two or three weeks now, the dead body and the banquet, all the oh, food I'm is still good. out, covered yep. in flies, rot. He's not reacting to it at all. This is just natural for him. No. It's but amazing. he's all dappered up. He's all dressed up. He's got a stick pin oh. and everything. He's like looking good. And yeah. I, it was just so funny. I loved it. Dapper Dan, man. So anyway, Theo Gallivan gets blown into a stain <laughs> with the bazooka. Because it was, it was like, uh, so, hey, this Israel storyline, we're gonna end it now. Yeah, it's and done. the best part they had that like little like Iron Man style rock and roll sting mm-hmm. in the background. I was like, duh, 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 duh. exactly. <laughs> and the electric guitar. I was like, what the hell? Anything. It was like it metal. Was like, yeah, it was awesome. that's how you end a fight. Yes. So yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. Totally. <laughs> this week. A plus. Yeah, I give this episode an A as well. A plus. It was like a movie. It wasn't even like it TV. Was oh, it was, it was like so a- great. I'm so glad they were finally resolved the Steel Gallivan thing once and for all. Yes. Like, that's not you know. It, it almost makes up for the 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 story the the spoiler that got leaked this week about this coming episode. About who's coming back to the show. I'm not, uh, no, let's not. Yeah, let's talk about that next week. Well, and and I like what's his name that played Theo Gallivan, but I, I'm getting like overdoses of that actor right now because he's on yeah. Grimm. He's on he's on oh, so God. many shows right now. Yeah, James Frame is is the guy's name. Yeah, uh, he's really good though, and he's been oh, great. He but is. I'm glad. I'm just glad they, you know, they had a, a final resolution. It wasn't like, right. oh, he fell off a cliff, or oh, there's no body, or you know what I mean. 
No, he's not coming back from that. <laughs> well, there is no body because it kind of got vaporized. Yeah, well, there's, yeah, like I say, he's not coming back from that. He got body. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to the Flash. Uh, the runaway dinosaur. I was right. Yeah, oh yeah. Let's, <laughs> before, before we even get into the episode, let's just all give Daryl Taylor his due. Thank I'm, you. I'm bowing down to you right now, Daryl. Thank you very much. You were right. I was right. Golf clap. Golf thank clap. You. I want to thank my mother. Daryl. Daryl. Golf clap. I want to thank my sponsors. I don't think he clap because he was right this one time. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I don't know that that merits some clapping. He's a man and he was right. <laughs> this one time. All right, you know what? Rare, no, sure. I'm going explain it away. Let's go, Daryl. You see how <laughs> women explain in my went away from me? Now, women are right a lot. I'm just saying women <laughs> are right a lot more than that. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. And didn't he want to give me my one? You got, you got your one. You, you got, got your one. We could, you could get two this year. Who knows? The year I'm is going young. For it. I'm going for it. Start training. All right. And this one was directed by Kevin Smith. Yeah. I know Chub Toad especially is happy about that. Yes. Tears this and I think, I think it was excellent. So many feels in this episode, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, was, it was written by Zach Stentz, who wrote a lot of the episodes of Fringe. If people watched, if, if there's any Star Trek fans that have watched Deep Space Nine, this had such a Deep Space Nine. Uh, yeah, oh, yes. no, I to oh ask, I agree. I didn't think of that. But I yes. wanted to ask you about that because weren't yeah. there like some people that like lived in the, that, um, like Cisco, not the Flash of Cisco, but Benjamin Cisco. The first episode like was basically part of that. Space that lived mm-hmm. in between space or whatever. These 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 aliens who basically their deal was to to help him to prepare him for the battle ahead. That's basically what they were doing, like like the Speed Force did for Barry. Like you have to get past some things to right. prepare yourself for what's to come. Right. It was like the the old lady in the Matrix that had all the, the had yeah. the secrets and stuff. Yeah. But you have to you can't just give them to you. No. You have to come to the secrets on your own. And you have to get through your baggage. You have to let that baggage sure. go. I mean, that's true of life, right? You got to get through your baggage before anything's mm-hmm. going to move forward with you. Yeah. Can't well, put all that stuff love. in there. Without, yeah. I'll let it again. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the episode starts off pretty much where the last one left off, with Bar- right after Barry's dissipation. Um, they find Wally and Jesse laying there in the in the hallway, having been hit by a wave. Oh uh, yeah, by the wave of uh, of energy. Wally, Wally, oh, but hit by a wave of fruit flavor. <laughs> yeah, go with that. Feel tingly. <laughs> um, but they they both got hit by the wave of energy. Wally is awake and seems okay. Jesse uh, is asleep. But there's no reason why she should be. Like she should wake up, and she won't. Very much like the way well, um, uh, Barry was. Exactly. In season exactly. one, right? I mean, even Cisco remarks on that. Right. Um. So those two are are, are kind of uh, put aside. Uh, Jesse, you know, is put in bed, and Harrison is is very concerned, but ends up swapping jobs with Henry because Henry's the medical doctor, right? And Harrison is the scientist, and. Uh, Cisco vibes Barry's uniform and realizes that Barry is not dead, as if we ever thought he really was. 
Glad they didn't drag that out that yes. everybody would be oh, mourning him. Oh, for sure. I just show. like, are we going to have like a couple of weeks of the yeah. yeah, they could have gone like, you know, funeral of the Flash and all this other stuff. Everybody does a monologue of how they care about Barry. I'm like, right. I, I, I'm glad they didn't Show, do that. He shows up in his own memorial or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't yeah. do that either. Um, he sees Barry trapped in a like a vortex of energy of some sort. Right. And he thinks that if he can, you know, fine tune the process of him finding it, he can, you know, try to reach out to Barry and, and make contact. So. Barry, on the other hand, is inside the Speed Force. And the Speed Force keeps manifesting itself as different people that he's comfortable talking to in his life. In fact, that's what the first Avatar, who looks like Joe, says to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he uh, wakes up in, the, uh, in his childhood bedroom, and uh, he comes downstairs, and um, there's police tape around his living room, and Joe is there, and he's dressed in his uniform, much as he was the night of his mom's murder. And it kind of said, like, this is where you are all the time. Like, you're still here. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. You are, you have, he hasn't yeah. let it go. You have nope. not passed. You have not gotten past this point. Like, this is what you hold on to. And something I'm, I'm very, very um, grateful for. They did not try to overexplain it. No. No. no it I was thought hard. that was a smart move on their part. Because you don't in, need to. Exactly. They didn't need a lot of techno babble here. They didn't need a lot of, you know, the, the MacGuffin mumbo jumbo. Because the viewers are not dumb. The because that is such a... Than that, and they I, know that. I, I don't want to be the meanie on the other shows, but that is such a thing that Arrow and, and Legends are guilty of, is yes. for explaining things, like repeating the same thing over and over again, and you don't need to do that. Right. I, I totally agree. So I really appreciated that this, you know, it was just like, I don't, they didn't over explain. They explained enough that I didn't feel, you know, that someone who hadn't read the comics, I think, would totally not be able to understand the concept. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. not too much that it was like, yep. over, you know, over explaining everything. So yeah. Barry is, is just impatient. And once he realizes where he is and what's happening, he realizes he's not really talking to Joe. He's talking to the Speed Force itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Speed Force Joe says, you know, when the first. Adam, you know, came to be in this universe. We were there, and when the last proton stops rotating, at the heat death of the universe, we'll be there too. I love it. And you know, Barry's like Barry is more just impatient to get back to help his friends because right. you realize it's you all this metaphysical magic literally happening to you. <laughs> it's so much to process. You're just like, yeah, yeah, okay, but I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. How could possibly get the secrets to the freaking universe? You're in the Matrix, dude. Come on. But basically, Joe, Joe um, points to a, a blur that keeps running by him, mm-hmm. uh, running by outside the house, kind of almost like taunting him. And you know, Joe says, once you can catch that, you can go back home. Mm-hmm. You'll have your speed back. So uh, the next place Barry goes, he talks to Iris. And it's the place uh, they first kissed, um, but before he had to re- rewind time, of course. This is like oh. back in the first season. Yeah. Um, and the Speed Force, uh, as Iris says, they're they're trying to you know do do this to make him less upset, but evidently they're making him uh, more upset. They need to test him though because they say he rejected his gift, mm-hmm. and Barry scoffs at that idea, saying he gave up his powers to help him, and you know he's probably, he's almost killed himself to get his, you know those powers back, and he says he wants you know his, his powers back and to leave the place so he can help his friends. And as he's doing this, a tornado breaks out on the water nearby where he's, you know, talking to Iris. 
and it's Cisco. He's uh, vibing Barry's costume and using a machine that Harry made, mm-hmm. um, you know, to amplify his vibe. Um, and Cisco's reaching out for Barry. He's, he sees him in the vortex of energy, but Barry, uh, Iris, you know, force, Speed Force Iris says, "Look, you, you can go back with your friends now, but you'll never have your powers back." Right. And so Barry decides to stay. Smart Barry. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's ne- and I like how they said to him. No, it's not about you giving up your, your powers to save. That's not what we're talking about. Like, you you really haven't accepted your gifts. Right. Right. You haven't embraced it. You, you used it as a tool, but you don't get what it is. You know, you don't understand that it is a gift. And you have to slow down and understand it. And, and he I has like a lot of, too. That's a metaphor for life. You yeah, don't understand it. Totally it's a gift. Oh, totally yeah. You don't. You just kind of walk, you're just kind of reacting to things instead of being proactive, instead of trying mm-hmm. to do something with. The gift. Uh, no, it sounds so stupid. And you right. don't. Include, well, I mean, it's well, no. I mean, it's and, and much like no. Barry. Barry is obsessed with the minutia of at yeah. this moment Zoom and all yeah. the things going on with his friends. But actually, the Speed Force is trying to get him to look at a bigger picture. And yeah, and we uh, like should. you said, that's a good metaphor yeah. for life. I mean, but good. that's how we get it. We don't. We really don't embrace no. or 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 appreciate life until it's taken away no. from us or, or until you know, we lose someone. Us. Right. You're in a point where, or you're sick, or you're in a point where you you might lose that. You know, you might lose time. That's when you start to really think about. Exactly. Was it really important to be worried about all these things I was worried about? Was it really yeah. important for me to to That's to dwell? That's also when you're in too. I mean, oh. think of all the stuff that you thought was the end of the world in your 20s, which Barry is. Yeah. And now you're like, <laughs> you know? Exactly. That was that's, oh, yes. that's why I feel... Prioritizing these, in general. You know? right here, I, I feel so bad for these kids in high school who like are, are suicidally depressed or whatever mm-hmm. because high school matters so much to them. I just want to tell them, dude, as soon as you're out of high school, it doesn't matter anymore. You're never going to see these people again. Well, it's, the, I mean, it's, it's still yeah. now. I mean, it's still we go yeah. through this now, even in our 30s and 40s and 50s and stuff. You you think the, your worst day, you think it's the worst day. It's really not. <laughs> you, yeah. If you were able to see. This is a soap opera. There's not. Your arch yeah. isn't going to ruin your life. No. <laughs> I mean, no. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Speed Force next manifests as Henry Allen. At Nora Allen's grave, which Barry has never been to, I guess, according to the Speed Force. Again, never accepted it. Right. And he tells them, you know, Barry says, you know, how can anyone be at the peace with not saving their other, you know, their own mother's life when given the chance? You know, even, but then, you know, Henry Allen, you know, Force Henry reminds me, well, but what about all the people you were able to save as a flash? Right. You know, you're able to save so many more lives, you know, because you were able to. You know, let your let your mom be be killed so you could retain your powers. So, right. um, and even he said it to himself, but he didn't accept it. Like it's one right. thing to say it, but it's another thing to actually deal with that and 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 be at peace with it. Finally, uh, the the blur kind of leads him back to his uh, childhood home, mm-hmm. and his mom is there. Ugh. and that's gonna be the worst. Oof. I mean, because she knows, you know, he knows it's not really his mom, but still, at least he has to make peace with this uh, thing. Right. And he admits he's never really accepted her death, and, mm-hmm. he might, and he might never, he might never, you know, mm-hmm. he never will. And I mean, that's re- I thought it was some really honest acting there, you know. I oh, think, yeah. and that's Frank what Austin. I get. Again, I go, I go to that's the thing with these shows: the ones that are not in trouble. In terms of uh, <laughs> figuring out how to what they're going to do with their characters are the ones where they cast it right. 
and they're able to put their characters in situations where we can we can really get and into it and vibe with they them. They choose smart and and very talented directors for these episodes. Man, you are a Kevin Smith fanboy. Oh, I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying four with him. Remember, <laughs> we know this. Um, Speed Mom, Speed Force Mom, you know, mm-hmm. says that she is speaking for the Speed Force and for his mom mm-hmm. when she says how proud she is of him and what it, you know what he's been able to accomplish and stuff. And then uh, they read a book together that they you know he read as a child called oh. The Runaway Dinosaur. They talk about feels dialed up to eleven here, man. When they read <laughs> the book together and the mother that would always would love it right. always and forever, you know, I'm just like, oh, uh. dude. Well, and it made me think of me and my mom as a kid because uh, there was a book, Danny and the Dinosaur, and it was the same thing, read it to me every night and all that stuff. So, yeah, the feels really got me in this episode. He, he, I think he realizes he, he may never get over you know, her death, but he accepts that moment. Right. And he realizes that all his accompanying feelings are necessary to be who he is. And... um you know, as as one of the avatars told him, you know, just because you have these powers, these abilities, doesn't mean bad things will stop happening to you. And people you care about. And the people you care about. I mean, that's you know, this one is not a guarantee of the other. You know. Yeah. This is basically, listen, Barry. We are not going to have you whining and crying next season when things happen. What I needed we, to say. You okay. got to get past this. <laughs> like it's not always your fault for every single thing that happens in, in, to people. You got to let it go. And I'm glad they're nipping that in the bud, too, before he goes full-on arrow, you know. Well, they oh, need no, to, the Speed Force everything. needs to tap in and, and, and tap uh, Ollie, Oliver and kind of yell yeah. at him, too. And yeah. then tap Diggle and say, that's a stupid helmet. And then <laughs> <laughs> It's not all your fault, hey. either, so stop making dumb decisions right now, because you're getting on No reason for that helmet to exist in this universe or any yeah. other. I... I, I, I I don't know. I've said all I have to say about the helmet. <laughs> you know what, Jim? I There's haven't gotten past that. Said, I, I can't get. I'm not. I'm never going to get past it. I'm never going to get. But past I just. It. I just don't have the energy to talk about it nope. anymore. It, it's kind of like with Barry dumb. and it's his mother. Very, it's like you've accepted it. You you yes. you can't ignore it, but you can move on from. I know it's there. Good. Of, the Negro is going to visit me in my sleep and say, <laughs> why are you still here? Why haven't you gotten past this point? I think uh, if you go in your mirror right now and you say Mag Negro Man three times, <laughs> <laughs> he will appear right behind you. Mag Negro with Backpack Baby. You don't do that to your baby. No, you don't do that to your baby. You don't do that to your don't baby. Do ever, ever, ever. Stop it. After the after the, the giant uh, torrent of feels, yes. um, the Flash grabs the blur and is able to he he you know kind of puts his speed for his power back into himself and he's there standing in the Flash uniform. It's Neo now. He's ready. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And just as Barry comes back into uh, to Star Labs. All hell's breaking loose because Zombie Girder is awake. What the hell? I was like, that was right out of left field right there. I I mean, Girder is supposed to be kind of immortal, but Zombie Girder. Here's what I wanted to say about that, okay? Okay. It was so meta, though, because that actor is on iZombie uh-huh. yes. as a zombie. Uh-huh. And, and he was Girder, and now he's Zombie Girder, 
And right? Cisco even said refers to him as yes. I Zombie in yeah. I thought he did, yes. On purpose. Crazy but yeah, he plays Rose McGyver's uh, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Who just died, actually, on that show in the season finale. It was funny to see but that. It was just so meta. I'm just like, yeah. And But the best part about all that was Cisco and Harry together. And yep. so yeah. I mentioned this in the Facebook group, too. Yes, they're, and I they're agree. They're saying each other's lines at the same time. Or <laughs> they looked at each other and said, Plan H. The version that Bizarro just had with Jimmy Olsen. They need that as a TV show with them like traveling to some place for some reason. Like a, I can't wait. I would love to see uh, what's what's um, Kara's best friend's uh, computer guy, but he's Wynn. a friend too. Win, yeah, win. I would love to yep. see Win uh, and and join that little group, and then they go through a crisis because they'll be hilarious. I think they need a spinoff on the web to call the Legends of the Sidekicks, and it's just all of they them. could. I mean, they actually could. Thing, yeah, yeah, we totally could. Why don't get them a little web series or There's something? There's no reason why they could not do that. And well, that's that's <laughs> one of the categories in our DC TV awards. Actually, mm-hmm. is best techie sidekick. You, know, you got Felicity. Yeah. You got Curtis. You got Win. Yeah. You know, and I'm watching Luch- that. Lucius Fox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I actually watched the uh, the little uh, webisodes of. Uh, I got sucked in. Oh, I wanted good. more. Chronicles of Cisco. Yeah, yeah, dude, they're awesome, yeah. aren't they? I did that. I, I got a chance to see it, and I was like, I, I, I really want to see more of this. Like, what you can really do a lot it. of stuff with that. Like, you know, letting you know, like in between stuff that they don't have time to show on the on the series. Uh, Barry is able to uh, charge this giant electromagnet that Cisco made, but wasn't able to get to work, uh, and you know, pretty much uh, take the metal out of Girder and take him out. Um, I guess what the way they explained it, the dark matter wave like woke him up, kind of. Yeah, right. That is his body, like his unanimate, you know, his body down the Star Lab morgue, which I've yet, you know, we hadn't seen before either. Mm-hmm. That was weird. But uh, Barry comes back, and you know, everybody's like, "Barry, we love you. you're back! Yay, hooray! Uh, can you come look at Jesse real quick?" And he comes over to Jesse and zaps her with a little bit of his lightning, and she's awake and well. Okay. Barry can't explain what you know why, you know why he was able to help Jesse the way he did. You know, it's just speed force at work. And Henry says he's going to stick around. He's not going to go away, as he said he was going to. Um, meanwhile, while this fun stuff's going on in Star Labs, Zoom has issued an ultimatum to Caitlin: either you're for me or against me. Either you stay here with me. Or you're going to suffer the same fate as your friends. Say hello to the bad guy. As your rebel friends. Exactly. And, then, <laughs> uh, and then Zoom goes, I have to go speak to my friends. And he goes out and puts his uh, Tony Todd mask on and talks to a whole bunch of Earth 2 metahumans, it looks like, um, in the CCPD office. It had to have been like 20 or 30 of them, right? Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he's like, this this city belongs to us. Oh my gosh! Pretty much. That's where the end of the episode. Uh, Jason Mewes cameo of a dude getting oh. his mom's Hummer trashed. It's epic. As he walked out of the Big Belly Burger. Awesome. <laughs> epic. Pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it for the era. 
It worked or, uh, at, for the Flash. Yeah, I wonder now if Jesse will have more of the Speed Force in her, and that's why maybe she'll manifest her powers first. Because it seemed like like Barry, he passed out too mm-hmm. and went into that coma, right. being part of the Speed Force. Maybe Wally wouldn't get the full blast of it right away. He'll get like you know maybe maybe Jesse will spark him. Yeah, that might be the kid. Well, you know they did have sparks when they met. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think they might go that route right. with them too. They're an attractive young couple. Yeah, on yeah. the they're on the CW. I'm saying you got to do so kind of what I thought they were hinting at. Yeah, it's kind of seemed that way because Wally was just taken by her. You know, like they really usually they don't waste a scene, even you know getting into it if they're not going to follow up with it down the line. I give this episode an A plus plus extra credit. It was awesome. Yeah. I love. I, well, I always love stuff like that when the when the hero gets the power and, and when they when they realize their potential and then they get the full power and then they come back. You know, you think they're beaten and then they come back and, and they power and, up. And yeah, they power. They level you, up. He leveled up one. Go to Dagobah. <laughs> with Master Roshi and they come back and they're like power level nine. Because I can't stuff. see him not now that he's has a closer relationship hey. to the Speed Force, and it, he knows now that it's an essence, it's a being. It was so that, intelligent, though, the whole episode. It, they didn't, yeah. like you said, they didn't dumb it down, they didn't make it hokey. Well, I mean, Because he's always hokey. had a block about his speed. Yes. Like, remember, they kept telling he him, really, you can only really go did. a certain level. You, yeah. you can't get past that level. I think he'll be able to get past that level Without oh, the yeah. extra, that isn't even his final form. Here's, yeah. my, here's my question: mm-hmm. Are we are we going to end up ever seeing trajectory come out of the Speed Force? That's I exactly so. what we were thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally. Do you did. remember when she OD'd on the Velocity Nine and she? She's went, not dead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking there's no body. Be, there's no. She body. might be in the Speed Force too. Yeah, I think so. I think she'll be like a speed demon or ghost or something coming in, and she'll come back. Do this episode an A as well. Hey, yeah. Great stuff. Very good. Very joyful. Very intelligently written. Love it. I think I saw somewhere, too, that that Kevin Smith's going to do another episode next season. Yeah, they did say that. I also heard he wants to write uh, a two-parter for Arrow. To put his character in it that he Mm -hmm. created. Cool. Automatopia. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on to uh, Arrow. Okay. okay. Which was a show that happened. Yeah. Uh, season 4, sure episode did. 21. The title now, was called Monument Point. I have a question. This this is a new phenomenon of a villain on Arrow coming in to destroy the world to create a better place underneath it. Like, that's not something we've heard before at Arrow, right? No one's tried to, like... Oh, that's just, Super Villain 101. No I mean. one's tried to, like, blow up you know, start well, Malcolm start did with he yeah. on the he tried to level start city. Yeah, he wanted to start over. Oh, yeah. so he sure n- did. Oh, okay. And then, Darryl, oh, wait, wait, Daryl, are you trying to make the point that there may be some unoriginal reused <laughs> ideas here? Is that what you're trying to say about our beloved show? Well, usually they mm-hmm. don't do it all in the same show because every season now there's been someone that tried to blow up the city to make a better place. From the ashes. I think Malcolm even references that in this episode. Like it, like I don't like. Are you? Are they just rewriting? Everybody wants to wipe the slate clean. Any everywhere in this? Because Merlin did it. Roz did it. 
yep. wanted to do it. Um, there was one in between. Oh, Damien. Yeah, of course, Damien. Everybody does. Just right. literally everybody. Just literally. It's, okay. Yeah, Tears for Fears. <laughs> the song in the 80s, everybody wants to rule the world. Yeah, it's, it's this true. little town. Yeah. But they all want to start the little town. Yeah. Uh, Return of the Calculator this episode. Turns out uh, that Rubicon that Damien Dark stole, he's using it. He wants to look. He wants to launch a whole bunch of nukes and use the uh, the uh, like energy from all the deaths that they will cause to power himself up. It's kind of selfish, don't you think? Sure. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the the person who has the uh, greatest expertise in the kind of programming that the Rubicon is made up of is Felicity's dad. Felicity's dad. What happened? Yeah, the uh, the calculator, as it were. Um, here's what I didn't like about Felicity's dad this episode. Every time they're trying to hack stuff, uh-huh. every time they're trying to do something, he's coming off with, like, the counseling talk. Yeah. Like, trying to, well, you know, I know I haven't been that great of a father, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, got- could you please I- shut up and save the world before we all get exploded? Like, we don't, we don't like, have time for this. it was fine once. It was fine right. one time. It didn't, like, through the whole episode, yeah. Don't got and then it felt it. forced at the end when they kind of did, you know? All right. Uh, meanwhile, while all that uh, superior hacking is going on up, up uh, topside, down below Star City in a giant dome that was built there somehow. Under the dome, you mean? Uh, well, it is. they technically are under the dome. Yes, mm. I suppose they would be. Um they, uh, you know, if there were some uh, evergreens there, you could say there might be some wayward pines. Uh, <laughs> um, 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 <laughs> all right, I gotta, yeah, if, okay. I'm just saying. I just did. It's not a trope we've never seen before. Okay. Oh. Um, the the dome under the uh, is uh, project. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's exactly. I'm like, oh, they're under the dome. Check it out. Yeah. Dome, dude. Nope. On a dome. I'm what? On a dome. And I thought they canceled that show. <laughs> Thank God. Brought it That's back for so her. bad. Um, Merlin comes by to visit Thea in her home in the dome, <laughs> 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 and she's uh, she's under like under house arrest with ghosts. But and she got about... backpack baby. No, I'm just no, no. That was <laughs> that was last week. Too. <laughs> that was Diggle. That wasn't Thea. Not baby in the backpack. She okay. Woke up with, she woke Your up backpack with backpack baby. baby. <laughs> yeah, backpack baby credit is due, please. I know all of them have like Negro helmets. Oh, well, the baby, baby a little baby Negro helmet. Imagine if the baby had a big Negro. Oh, that'd be great, man. Oh, he's so cute. His little shiny, useless helmet. Oh. Don't give them ideas, Daryl. Oh, sorry, sorry. So, um, Merlin comes to visit Thea and tells the ghost, "Leave us." I, I just Barrowman just like goes like aims to the rafters when he's on this show. He just I D G A F. That's where he's coming from on this show. And he sits down with Thea and yeah, you know, and he says the same thing like so much so that Thea even like says it along with him. You know, I'm doing all this to protect you. <laughs> and Thea's like, yes, you're doing all this to protect me. Yes, I know. She read the old script and just repeated it. Yes, I know. You say that about everything you do. All the people. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the way he put it. It was like, the world need, is beyond saving. It needs a do-over, a reset. And I'm just like, 
every movie ever. Yeah, um, Rachel Gould said it a lot more poetically in Batman Begins and in the cartoon. So uh, it turns out that I don't know if you know this, but God said it this one time, and then he had somebody make a boat. So. Yeah, it was Genesis. What? Yeah, that's why they know that they're on the show. Was that with Phil yeah, Collins? It all ties together. It all that's ties faded. together. Awesome. It's all connected. Oh, that's not... Whoa, wrong podcast. Whoa. Sorry. Whoa. Wrong podcast. Sorry. <laughs> My mistake. Nope. Uh, it turns out Lonnie Mashin is uh, there. Anarchy, as we all know. And he's not real happy with Damien Dark. And... Uh, I, I, I liked what he said, uh, because of the special connection you and he share. And I'm like, what special connection? He She messed up his face. Pretty much. That's not a, uh, a special connection. <laughs> but, then when, but then when she goes to confront him in the air scrubbers or whatever in the dome where they'd be able to breathe, uh, he calls her mommy. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was weird. Yeah. Very weird. And then, uh, you know, after uh, Sia kind of talks him out of, you know, taking out the air scrubbers or whatever, he, you know, he keeps, like, uh, like, having this, like, weird philosophical debate with her. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Why are you always at the mercy of some guy, you know? Um, you're a queen. Get it? Yeah. You know? Why you don't it's like serious. me? This happens in these shows. So you, I mean, everything's, you know, the bad guy's coming to get you, but instead of getting you, he's just going to chill in Star Labs and have a conversation with you about his motivations. These things happen. Yeah, he's like, yeah, but they always want to write that same guy. You want to write a creeper. Like, you want to write some villain who kind of is in love with her, he's like but that, it's psycho at yeah, the same time. Yeah, he's like that um, that like overly emo kid at the mall who falls in love with the girl who works at Hot Topic. And, you're, and that's the girl that killed you. Like, and that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that's just kind of... Uh, while this is all yeah, going on... The oh, topic sells some really sweet Marvel stuff, so... Mm. Okay. Uh, we had Mama Smoke holding out on Quentin until he did the right thing and acknowledged that he knew that Laurel was a black canary in an affidavit. Yeah. We have like two or three scenes devoted to that subplot for some reason. Don't you love it? Don't you remember that time when Black Canary saved uh, the city? When she... Uh, I wonder she, when did she do that? I don't remember. Uh, it was that What time. did she stand for exactly? That's well, she stood for uh, freedom, justice. Truth, justice in the air and the Asian way. And... Uh, yeah, and, and, and being a bad lawyer. <laughs> and a worse daughter. <laughs> right. And a crap girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and a really, really crappy sister. Right. And, and, and alcoholic. Should I even mention the flashback? <sighs> Please can we not? Why? Okay, we'll forget about the flashback. Then. I have power. Uh, calculator has to go to a server farm to do his thing, so him and Felicity go there. Mm-hmm. And guess who Dark sends to go kill Felicity's dad? But Brick. Yes. Brick? Brick is back. Brick House? <clears throat> you ready? Hold on. Oh, I'm used to giving orders, not taking them, Doc. That was great. Is that pretty good? You did it. You did it. You leveled up. Well, good Do it again. Do it again. Anyway, Brick is back. Uh, he's gone from being a crime lord to being a high flunky now, I guess. They start having a giant uh, shootout. Well, first they have to break into Palmer uh, Industries because 
Felicity has been kicked out of her company. Yeah, because she don't go to work. By the guy who looks like the Allstate insurance guy. Because she's never there. Yeah, you don't go to work. So then she has to break into Palmer Tech with her dad and copy, uh, try to copy this uh, processor that she has. But they only got like 90% of it, so they have to go to a server farm to figure out the, uh, the rest. Brick and a bunch of ghosts show up there, and they have a big fight scene uh, with Magnegro and Arrow holding them off. But again, he's like, you know, while they're, you know, Felicity and Noah are doing these things, Noah's all like, well, I'm trying to reconcile, reconcile, reconcile. Felicity's like, you know, shut the F up and, and, and help me hack, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're able to, like, um, stop all the missiles except for one. Of course. Which is headed for Monument Valley, which I guess is their version of Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. So, but Felicity is able to hack the missile itself and send it 20 miles south, saving, killing like 10,000, tens of thousands of people rather than millions of people. You know, if we keep going, if they, if Arrow goes for at least seven, eight seasons, they will literally kill all the people in Star, Starling City. Well, I mean, there wasn't even Starling City. It was even, it was further away than that, I thought, from the way it seemed from the map they showed. Well, if they just keep working their way down, I mean, how many did they kill? Like a couple thousand in, in, in the first season? I will guarantee you they will not deal with the aftermath of an actual live nuclear explosion in, within no. the United States borders at all, either. They will not deal with the radiation fallout, any of that at all on the show. Would be cool, though, if they did oh, totally you know, had metas come out, like if, if there were metas, um, they had experiments or something going on over there, and, and it caused a group of metas to be created it seems to happen and then they would have to deal with it for the rest of the uh, the next season hmm. it reminded me of uh, dr strange love where the one nuke makes it you did totally did yeah, yeah. all the shows are yeah. kind of trying to link yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure um, yeah, it's all lovecraftian i mean you got the the mad scientists and they experiment with humans and then you end up with these aberrations that you know go on rampages and killing sprees well arrow is the one show where they'd never save everybody they there's always a group of people that get killed always Mm. people have to die even from the first season like yeah that's true though but they come back in arrow a lot too same thing with gotham yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you got a Lazarus pit. Anything's possible. So for some reason, Felicity realizes the whole reason Dark wanted his wife to be the mayor is so he could have uh, access to the basement at City Hall because it's a ley line PowerPoint or whatever for his idol. Oliver and Diggle go there to confront Dark, and yeah, he's there, but he's in a room full of glowy magic bits floating all around him, and he's of course full, full magical power, and it's just Arrow and Diggle looking at him. He goes. Oh, Mr. Queen, welcome. I'm glad you could come see me now, you know. And that's how they end the episode of Arrow. So it happened. But with the love that Oliver has for Felicity and the whole group, they'll they'll destroy that magic and save the world. But here's the thing. thing. They still have two more episodes. I mean, if this was a lead-in to the finale, I could see that. But this, there were two more episodes. Yeah, you're right. So they have this huge cliffhanger, and now they're going to have to stretch out the, uh, the, the, the payoff for two whole episodes. I'm not entirely fa- uh, full of faith that they're going to be able to do so in an entertaining manner. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, I kind of don't have faith they'll do it. But we'll see. Either. Okay, so that was uh, this episode of Arrow. Mon- yeah. Monument Valley, what do you guys give it? 
I B give minus. it. Yeah, I give it uh, two backpack babies. <laughs> I give it um, one and a half mag negro helmets and a twist. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a B minus as well. I'm gonna give it a C. It's just very average. Yeah. Too many average, too many, too many low grades for Arrow, man. I think, uh, yeah, they got to get it together. I, I really don't think they've ever recovered from the Flash, from the success of the Flash. I don't think they ever recovered from that. Yeah, they were going with their own little niche there, and then the Flash came along and kind of blew them out of the water mm-hmm. after you know being a spinoff, like you said. So when it hit, they they pretty much put a lot of their, uh, you know, most of their kind of their, their time into. Um, right in flash and it shows like you know you, you they most of the creative juices have gone into the flash in terms of, of uh, the actors that they picked the writing that they've done with the show the pacing of the show like when you compare it to the others you can you can really see a difference right and there's also um i was reading this week where they were talking about when they got legends of tomorrow together they felt like it was kind of rushed mm-hmm. um so, and you can tell <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping with the second season it, it can you know cohere a little more, cohere a little more than it has. Get me back, Vixen. Like, yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. I'm totally with doing? that. Like, if you if you couldn't pick an actor actress that, that's gonna have the time to be a regular on any of these shows, then I you know get another one, cast them right though, but get another person to do it and use them. Like, why? Would you use a character and just let her, you know? It would be great to have Vixen and um, uh, uh, Constantine on the next one and have, like, a little more of a magic tilt to it. Yeah. Seriously. Maybe, you know, Constantine could help Vixen learn a little more about her totem. Right. I don't even, like, I would, I you know, I'm so tired of them being on that ship and jump. I hope they don't even do a lot of that where they're on the ship jumping from time to time. I would rather they just be the group. Like you have... sliders. Like sliders. You go yeah. to the... You chill and get whatever intel or whatever you're supposed to give her there, and then you gotta you got a time frame. You gotta like, get out. Uh, more like exiles. Yeah, or, like more like exiles. Yeah. yeah. And that's how spiders do. They had a well, timer. Yeah, same thing. Infinite amount yeah. of time on this particular world. They were all different. Mm-hmm. And you jet. Or not even have time at all, and just have it that they what? just have missions that they have to do. You have a whole planet. Yeah. There are ways you could go anywhere on the planet. Well, and bring right. in that magic stuff, and maybe bring in Zantana. You don't have to, and, and you don't have to worry about the cinematic universe because you're not tied into it. So there's no limit to what you can do with these characters because you don't have to worry about. Well, especially after what happened on Legends of Tomorrow this week, I mean, it opens it up for a lot of stuff. Yeah, so I would love to see that, like all the damage that was done from them jumping from place to place. Have them go all over the world and kind of have to deal with hot spots. You know, yeah. you go on yeah. missions and stuff. You know, like primeval. Yeah, I like it. I totally agree. Um, this week's uh, Legends of Tomorrow, season one, episode fifteen, the penultimate episode before the last episode. True it's called that. Destiny. But anyway, it, it was kind of cool. This is, like I said at the top of the show, this was more of what I thought the show would be to begin with. Yeah. Um, this is very um, a lot of Time Master lore here. As you remember from last week, you know, uh, half the team is locked up mm-hmm. uh, in the Time Master's jail. Uh, Snart and uh, um, Sarah are hiding on the Wave Rider. Oh, they're the best. Uh, Usher is in a For time sure. ship. 
<laughs> uh, going back to 2016. Yeah. And uh, that's I think that's where we left everybody at the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Started a record label. Yeah. <laughs> they started a record label. Yeah. yeah. Signed, they signed Drake. That's right. Because, you know, he's the hottest rapper in Canada. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Canadian rappers. Kind of a short list. Anyway. And Justin Bieber is like the Vendel Savage of music. Yeah. Oh no! Destroy it. That just happened. She should be. He should be destroyed. I think Madonna is more than Randall Savage of music because she's. Well, a- oh, there's room. There's room for more uh, death spots that have to be taken down. So Sarah and Leonard are, are hiding aboard the Wave Rider. They're in the floorboards. Just They're like, on the Falcon, sir. Just like Star Wars, Wars, yeah. They're on the right? Millennium Falcon. <laughs> They're alternatives to fighting. <laughs> yeah. They break into uh, Rip's office and they're talking for a little while. And uh, Snart's kind of taking a shine to Sarah. And uh, she says, well, any, Mr. Snart, something about, uh, you know, uh, any, any thief that could steal a kiss from me would have to be a really good thief. Uh-huh. And, it wasn't, and it wasn't even a romantic thing at all, which was cool about it. It was more of a respect thing, you know. Like, well, it could, I mean, it could be or not be, but it, yeah, the but thing I about it is they're just connected. Like, yeah. there is a, a, a mutual spirit. I could see them maybe if they need for comfort, they, they get together or not. But they're but it's more than that. It's not just that. It's it's they can trust each other with their with the, the dark secrets that they do have. Like they could actually they confide in each other, they could be there, whether it be physical, mental, emotionally, like they're just they connect on that level. And you have that in real life. Like that's what I like about their relationship. It is it's not so TV CW ish. It's actually a more of a realistic right. relationship with people. There are some people that you just connect with like that on that level, and mm-hmm. you you keep them in your lives. And it just that's how you write a real love story as a. And I mean, yep. I mean not that they have to be romantically involved, yeah. but I mean a love story as in terms of a friendship, a sense of friendship like that. That's how you really do it. I mean, a love story to, is the way you write real characters. Yeah, it's the way you write real characters, <laughs> as opposed to Hawk Girl and Hawkman, which uh, or I even or even Kendra oh, Gray, which we've had oh, on God. our friends. Or, you know? Again, again, you have to do it right. Like if you're going to base this, if you're go- and they this shows how they didn't think it through. You didn't pick strong enough actors to pick to to play these characters so that when you try to do this thing. Of, of of having stories reflect around this triangle, it doesn't work because you didn't pick strong characters and you didn't they didn't gel and you didn't write them to have the, the you didn't work them slowly forming a relationship. You just kind of said, "Hey, I kind of dig that chick. It's only two girls on the ship, <laughs> right. and I kind of dig her." Right. Yeah. And, and and then that's it. It's like <laughs> that's basically what we got, and now we're in love. And I mean, Katie Lotz and Wentworth Miller are two of the stronger actors on the show. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, I, I agree. Yeah, and they're two most two of the most interesting characters too. Um, Kronos, uh, oh, I'm sorry. They took uh, Mick away to reprogram him as Kronos again. Mm-hmm. They take him into a little zap room where they keep zapping his brain, and they kind of yeah. give him the Kunta Kinte treatment. Yeah. Yeah. What's your name? Zap. Yeah. I but was you know, it's... too. I was like, I kept saying Toby. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh and God, what's so crazy. funny is if you if you hurt me enough and you tell me this, right. tell you a name, of course I'll just tell you the name. What if you right. what you want me to call myself? But that was like all it took for them to release him. Yeah. And give now him just, this gun, giant now give gun, me a gun. And armor and stuff. 
Because guess what? You tie me up and you electrocute me a couple of times and you tell me to say something you want me to say, I'll say it and then give me the gun and guess where the bullet's going to go. Yeah, exactly. And he even tells the guy before he serves the condition yeah. he's going to break his skull with his That's skill. the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Like, why don't you just shoot yourself in the head yeah. as opposed to waste time uh, getting this guy to do it? Um, Stein's getting sicker without Jackson around. Yeah. Um, the uh, Time Master douche. I'm sorry, Druce. <laughs> no, dude. No, you got it right. But yeah, I got it right the first you know, time. He totally reminds me of the dean in Animal House. Uh, he John does. Vernon. He does. John Vernon. Needlemeyer. Needlemeyer. Fuck talking stupid is no way to go through life, son. You are yeah. so right. That guy's... The Twisted Sister video, too. Right? right? No, no, I'm talking about the dean. Uh, John oh. Vernon, the dean. Yeah. Oh, We're on double oh, secret God. probation. I know exactly what you're talking about. The wife's was the wife got returned in a basket. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, his wife is like, get your thumb out of my ass. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Animal House. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. You need to. It's a great movie. Yeah. Anyway, fantastic film. Uh, Time Master oh. Douche uh, brings uh, Rip to this place. This place called the Oculus. I couldn't help think of the Oculus Rift, the new VR. That just... That's exactly what I thought of. The whole time I'm like, oh, cool, we're going to play video games. Sweet, dude. <laughs> I was thinking of Oculus, the movie that had Amy, the chick that played Amy Pond, that was with the dude that played Rory that's now yeah. in Legend of the Oh, wow. It's all connected. Uh, oh, uh, no. Stop damn saying it. that. Keep plugging the show. This week, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah and Leonard uh, go through and booby trap all of the other Time Master ships and then take the Wave Rider out of there. The other Time Masters try to go after them, but their computers all of a sudden now only play ca- Star Captain Trek. and Tennille. They did a Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, it was a total Star Trek move. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. They did Star Wars. They did Star It's like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what you're supposed that's to do. That's what I wanted exactly. them to do to be from Jump. That's what you do. I this like, episode was so good in what I expected out of this show. Uh, Sarah fires from the Wave Runner, and Sarah's turned into a pretty damn good pilot all of a sudden, by the way. Uh, on to Vanishing Point, Leonard bursts into the prison and takes out all the guards, and Mick uh, shows up to help. Mm-hmm. And then is able to stomp that, that uh, bald dude's skull with his boot, just like he said he would. Yeah. Let's see, Kendra and Carter are still off with Savage. So he took them in the time ship to 2016 because he has an appointment to keep to kill a child. <laughs> I know, he's like so happy to go <laughs> kill like this woman and her child. I'm like, I mean, yeah, wow, that sounds like a great time, dude. Uh, that makes you a man. Yeah, make you feel like Mr. Big Stuff. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so they have, they, back on the um, uh, Wave Runner, they have this uh, cool conversation about free will versus uh, predetermination because Rip tells them about the Oculus, and not only are they able to see the future, they were, uh, the Time Masters are able to shape it. So, again, you get the whole, uh, and one of the most interesting things in time travel stories to me a lot of times are the idea that, you know, is the pre- future predetermined? Yeah. Is it, you know, and this is something I thought they would have gone into more as the show went on, but now in right. the next to the last episode, we're finally getting into this. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, they kind of hinted, but yeah, this is more like a Bradbury piece, right? To where you really have right. to bend your mind and think of all the different eventualities and that kind of thing. Yes, right, or like Richard Matheson, time after time and stuff. Um, yeah. But, you know, like classic time travel stuff, you know, mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. predetermination and, and not 
And um, while they're having this argument, Usher has gone back to 2016. He's okay now. He's not old man Usher anymore. No. Because of his trip in the thing. But uh, he needs um, Stein's help to help him rebuild the time ship to get back. And Stein, from twenty from before the beginning of the mission, is still the arrogant kind of. So we get some of that classic, you know, gray. Oh, gray. Why you got to be like that, you know? But that's the thing, too, is made me wonder, because they said he went back to 2016, but if he went back to the moment that they took off, isn't that 2015? Uh, I try not to think about it too much. Cause too why are you trying to make my head headache? Yeah, exactly. Why do you got to give out headaches like that, man? What are you Just doing? Just saying. What are you trying to do? Stein is grateful to have met Future Jackson and to know that you know everything turns out okay, even though he refuses him and stuff, and, <laughs> and sends him on his way. Meanwhile, the rest of the group find the wellspring for the Oculus. They break into it for some reason. It's in like a, a World's Fair Expo Center or a waste or a treatment lab. One of the two. That's what it looked like, you know. Right. And uh, like, and uh, they they're going there, and no, there's Time Master Douche again waiting for them with the troops. Oh, so sick of him. They're all surrounded. But wait, here comes Usher to save the day in the time ship. He starts uh, blasting everyone from the time ship and, and then merges with uh, uh, Stein and becomes Firestorm. And they go in to mess up the Oculus. As uh, Ray is working to try to cause a you know feedback loop for the Oculus to explode... Uh, Rip Hunter realizes that the vision he saw in the Oculus was showing that Ray would die holding the failsafe down on this bomb or whatever. So at first, Ray's like, you know, it's okay, I don't mind going out like that or whatever. But then Rory knocks him out, and then (laughs) um, uh, Rip shrinks him and puts him in his pocket, and Rory is holding on to the, the button or whatever. And then while he's doing it, Snart shows up, and Snart ends up putting his hand on the. <laughs> I thought everyone was going to take turns. Just and that. then uh, I uh, thought Snart was going to use his cold gun and freeze it into place. I down. thought too. I thought yeah. it too. Yeah. You could have right. filled that cavity with ice, and that would have held that same button down without any. But no. Yep. But no. he goes the Dickens route. It's a far, far better thing than he does. This like depriving us of his. He ain't quality. dead. I'm not on Legends of Tomorrow Season 2, so I'm going to sacrifice myself for the team. He ain't dead. He got thrown through time by the Oculus when it exploded. Nobody ever dies. Come on. So uh, uh, Ray uh, is carried out of there in Riff's pocket. Mick is is out there. Uh, Everyone's out of there except for for Snart. Aboard the Wave Rider, the team mourns their loss, but Rip... Uh, asked Gideon to check on news reports for 2016 because now there is no you know timeline for him to reference because the Oculus has been destroyed. And but you know he, then he says, well look at the news clippings from that time and no, it turns out Savage did just as he did before and they didn't destroy the Oculus in time to prevent his does, family from dying. Doesn't that thing? Doesn't that make you think that Gideon and all the other time chip computers? know about the oculus because gideon was able to analyze the timeline before because of oculus but can't now mm-hmm. so why would it have been a secret you know all those computers would have had to keep it secret whereas gideon 
kind of was on the rebellion track with him. Would, well, would... I think the timeline part and the Oculus part, like the the timeline was drawn from the Oculus, but there was a vanishing point at the end of time, right? And then yeah. there's like, but I, I don't think that the you know Gideons or what or what was the other one, Gordon or Goliath or whatever it was another you know, key name. I don't think they actually knew about the Oculus because Drews was like, you know, he was hesitant to tell Rip Hunter about it, you know. Right. He's talking about how the highest level of Time Masters only knew about the Oculus, and that's why, you know, the only, they were only the ones allowed to tamper with it, you know. Um, you know, Ray kind of explains to Mick that, you know, they've achieved a blank slate, and now the Oculus is gone, and Mick is ready to kill Savage to avenge Leonard's death. Yeah, he is. Uh, Savage has Carter and Kendra still. Um,. Kendra laughs, you know, when he finds out that the Oculus has been destroyed, but Savage is like, dude, I have a time ship. What the hell? All right. I, I came out ahead on this deal. Now it's the end of the episode. Now next, uh, I'm going to say the next episode's the last one. So. Right. Yay. <laughs> it's tough. I really liked Mick in this episode. Um, There's a lot of things this... to like about this episode, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. So, yeah, very much. I mean, like Jim said, this is kind of what I expected out of yeah. this show. And, I mean, even even the whole Rip Hunter, you know, because with him, he kind of overacts stuff. And oh, yeah. Even, even his know. character in this was not annoying in that way, you know. It just everybody seemed to work well together. And the whole Sarah and Snart thing was kind of cool and whatnot. So, yeah, it was a very, very good episode. Um, I'm hoping that they the next one kind of continues this trend and makes it a trend of good episodes. Speaking of overacting, there was a scene with uh, Rip Hunter and, and Time Master Douche where he's like, a, mm-hmm. I'm no one's puppet, and like all kinds of spit flew out of his mouth. Right. Oh, did it? And I was like, damn. I, was it, I was like, dude. oh, gross. Can I go back in time and not see that come out of your mouth? Please. It was like the phlegm. That's what I said. I was like, oh my god, was that legit spittle? Or just, ew. Okay. So what do you, uh, what do you, uh, give the, uh, the episode Legends of Tomorrow? Uh, uh, an A. Probably an A minus. B. Uh, B, it which is in this, in this series world, it would be like an A plus, but it be in regular series world. Pretty much. I give it an A. I really liked it. Like I said, this is what I was hoping the show would be to begin with. Yep. Uh, now, you know, just at the end of it, they kind of are hitting their stride. So hopefully that speaks well for the next season because we are getting a season two. That was um, that was all four of our shows this week. Just a, a few quick news uh, beats. Uh, Dan Evans has been promoted to the VP of Creative Affairs for DC Entertainment. Uh, basically, he's going to be overseeing like the television area of DC. And he's going to be reporting directly to Jeff Johns. So he's kind of like the Kevin Feige of DCTV, if I'm right. reading this correctly. Um, it's cool they were able to split off. I mean, Jeff Johns has a lot on his plate right now. I mean, he's mm-hmm. writing, writing the script for Affleck. He's executive producing on on some of the Snyder DC uh, movies. You know, he's still, you know, he has so many irons in the fire. It's cool that they would put someone else who, from what I'm reading here, you know, knows... You know, DC lower inside and out, as well as, you know, how, what makes these characters work. So, all that is really cool. Uh, I'm glad they're kind of, you know, consolidating under, right. under you know, under this yeah. guy. That's where TV's going right now. Put it, put it stuff under an umbrella. 
Yeah. Create uh, like the extended, like the uh, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe kind of has that, you know. And well, I just it was interesting. I wanted to bring it up today. Nothing's on, but I didn't get a chance to. Mm-hmm. Like when um, when Agents of Shield first came out, I remember how enthusiastic and optimistic everyone was for it. Right. And how it like oh this will spin off to this and spin off to that and, and whatever. And we saw this week that they cut back. Uh, you know, they they canceled Agent Carter. And they are they are not going ahead with that Marvel's most wanted. Um, whereas on the opposite end, on CW, they started with Arrow, you know, kind of worked their way and grew and grew, and now they're you know a four or five show strong. It, it just seems like you know two different, you know what I mean, like two mm-hmm. dichotomously oh, yeah. opposed you know approaches to to this kind of thing. But uh, again, it's cool that there's a uh, uh, you know like one you know dude to kind of oversee it all. Um, there's a good article that Carlos Carmona put up about why Supergirl being on the CW is a win-win for both the, the network and the show. And, you know, like we were talking about before, I totally agree with that. Again, we have the, the awards show coming up. If you want to right. put in your own nominations or if you want to vote on some of the nominations we already had, by all means, do so. It's right there in the Facebook group. Um, we will, right. you know, I'll, I'll, I will pin that. Oh, uh, Boost the Gold movie. Yeah. Oh, right. Booster Gold movie. It's confirmed. Wow. Now, is that one of the? I'm, what, I, what I wondered when I read that is, is that one of the unnamed DC projects that's in their like calendar? They're not saying. Mm, okay, because I'm not saying. Because I know when they shuffled some stuff around, mm-hmm. um, they they have like a couple of slots that are just they just called unnamed DC project, and they didn't you know. Well, actually, no. It you know what you, I think you're right because he said in the it's a quote from Berlanti. He said, "I'm attached to a few films at Warner Brothers now, and one is Brewster Gold." Well, actually, Zach Stentz, the guy who wrote this week's episode of The Flash that we like so much, is the one working on the script. Yeah, Belenti's just attached. Right. Yeah, Stence is writing it, and then they said, but when it comes to the directing, they have not decided on that yet. Right. It's, Who's going to direct? It's funny because it'd be, it'd be funny if they threw it to Kevin Smith because you know he just directed Stence's script on The Flash, which is also mm-hmm. Berlante, and it's just kind of all jammed together. I don't know. It's just really funny. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, it'd be interesting if they how deep they tie him into the cinematic universe too. Like Bill Bean is because I mean Booster Gold is definitely a lighter touch of a character than what we saw in Batman v Superman. I would think very true. And if you have Berlanti attached to it, it would be lighter. Yeah, totally. It'd be more of their take than uh, and it, right. It wouldn't be the. Uh, I mean, and this could be the the move to kind of separate. Like I know everyone's assuming everything coming out of Warner Brothers films is going to look like a Zack a, a Zack Snyder movie. But I think mm. that this is kind of showing that everything's not going to be in that same vein. I mean, right. it's only two movies so far. You, it's only, you know, two movies you've seen so far, which is Bat, which is Man of Steel and and Batman versus Superman. So, um, we don't know what the rest are going to look like. Right, and, and the Booster Gold movie is like in early stages now. Like Zach Stenson right. in this interview, I'm saying here. You know, said that he's he's just now writing the script, and like you said, they don't have a director yet. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there are one. There's an untitled DC film scheduled for October fifth, twenty eighteen, and mm-hmm. one uh, in and another slot in the fall of twenty nineteen as well. I do kind of. I really think though that the response of of 
people to the movies is kind of governing now what changes they're going to make mm. yeah. in the upcoming yeah. stuff. Like you kind of see the wording differently. Like you don't, you see less and less of the of Snyder. You know, like I'm talking about uh, what Snyder's going to do with them, and then you have. Um, you know, you you have uh, Affleck being put executive producer on Justice League, and then they they at they're adamant that he will you know Snyder is not going to um, have any kind of veto power over what they do with the Batman project. Well, also keep in mind we got Suicide Squad coming out, and that seems to, I mean, it, although those characters are, are darker and that could almost be an R-rated movie, it does seem what we've seen so far to have some humor in it you know so maybe that would be a kind of a, a way for them to have that it's a black com- i think you know the sad thing is with with the way that people are with uh, being so attached to a name and not liking a person mm-hmm. that i think uh, i've seen people paint suicide squad is the exact same thing as what justice league is going was and what man of steel is like I like, there's a. I've seen them just say it's just the same thing. It's like right. it's gonna be just like that, and they're just dismissing it outward, outright. I think it will have to be when pe- The only thing that'll the, the thing that will have to be for Suicide Squad is when when critics actually watch the film, and then you see the response of critics to the film. Mm-hmm. That will kind of have to. It. I think it'll have a slow box office at first okay. because it's all gonna count on how. Uh, how it's received with critics because those are the ones that are going to be out there blasting on websites and stuff, whether it's worth seeing. I think I think where it's positioned in the summer, the fact you've got David Ayer, who's like a, a good director behind this, yeah, yeah. I think this could end up being like DC's Guardians of the Galaxy. Like this kind of project, like this kind of property that not a lot of people knew about before the movie came, mm-hmm. but but could blow up and, and become huge. Like you said, I agree too, over time, you know, if they let it play in a few theaters, like for a second or third week, I don't think it's going to be, you know, giant Avengers style numbers out of the gate. Because but... people have to get away from, they have to take Snyder out for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Snyder is like a linchpin for everything. Like he is... He is like the he is blamed for everything that people don't like. Right. They always put his name up there first, and I think that they're gonna have they don't to put no respect on his name. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they put no respect on his name. Okay. So I think people and people kind of go with that as opposed to watching things for themselves or looking right. at different projects. I I think that they're gonna have to uh, start when the movie when we get closer to Suicide Squad. If they're smart, they're gonna have to have air going and talking to more people um, i think they i think they're really the trailer's been really smart so far by focusing on leto as the joker more robbie a good as, as, as yeah both of them i thought were it's a good i think um, I, and will a, smith is dead shot or prominent in both trailers um kind of the jokes that, that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm expecting to see like the kind of gallows humor that dark humor right. um but it's also positioned in august which is late enough in the summer Right. That is still like you know part of the summer season, but like all the really big movies like Finding we'll Story and stuff like right. that. We'll see yeah. what they do at Comic Con because that's going to yeah, be yeah, that's thing. a good point. Like what the, what do we see out coming out of Comic Con? What the interviews? What you know? Like do we get more clips? Like all that kind of stuff is important for how people are going to receive it. Because right now, I'm telling you, right now, most people are just assuming it's all going to be like. 
uh, what they don't like. If they if there are people that didn't like Bat, you know, Batman versus Superman, and they didn't like Man of Steel, people were just saying it's the same shit. Like it, 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 there's a lot of people just 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 saying it's the same thing. That's what it is. That's all it's going to be until they start. They're going to have to really get put themselves out there, minus <laughs> saying without uh, Snyder. And and have the people that actually worked on this Suicide Squad movie come out and kind of talk about it and like he did earlier with right. the tweets and stuff. Like he was, there was really good a good reaction from people from the tweets and the different things he was showing from the movie. But then mm-hmm. when Batman versus Superman started coming out, that killed it. Like that, you know, and, everything well, was about that. And the interesting thing about Comic Con this year, no Marvel, no, no Disney, no, no Star Marvel. Wars, no what? So, uh, yeah, they've all pulled yeah. out of Comic. They got yeah. their own. They get, the Marvel yep. Disney has their own little uh, con. Yeah, their D twenty was it D twenty three I think it's yeah. or something yeah. like that. But yeah, and Comic Con's early this year too. It's in July. It's like yeah. and you know not even the end of July. So. I'll be there. So we'll oh, see. are you going to San Diego this year? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. What? Yeah, I told you that. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You show? I, that's why I said I couldn't do Boston. Oh, okay. Well, I'll still it's going to be interesting. That. Like, um, I know, like San Diego, a lot of people pulled out. Also, that E three, the big video game mm-hmm. um, show that's like Comic Con, a lot of the bigger uh, guys have pulled out in favor of doing their own like YouTube releases and stuff. Because it's expensive. And oh yeah, and they're not getting a return. Some of them are just not getting a return, right? On their, you know, their investment of of being at the con because there's just so much that comes out of. So many things. There's so many things that are shown to you. So many movies. So many new this, new that, that you really get lost in the shuffle. And the mainstream media uh, attention that it used to garner really doesn't mean anything anymore because no. the, right. because of the internet. You know. I see. I see the cons kind of phasing out over yeah. the next five to ten years. I think if you Good. look at something like Heroes Con. Or um, some of the more like actually comic centric cons. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are what's going to survive. Gonna, yeah, I think that's what's going to what's going to happen with comics. Yep. But that's just me. I'm not the amazing Kreskin or anything. You really aren't. No, I'm not. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for that. But if you, my listeners, enjoy geeky podcasts, and I imagine you do because you've been listening to this one for a while. Then by all means go to the uh, first head, head over to the Taylor Network of Podcasts.com, where you can find a veritable cornucopia of podcasting goodness, starting with uh, no apologies and uh, arts and crap and yeah I said it and JK's Happy Hour and uh, Rants and Raves and the Players Club and Nothing's On, which is a show that Daryl and I do with Donnie Salvo sometimes when we can get our schedules to work together. Yeah. Which hasn't been nearly often enough lately for my tastes anyway. But there are so many podcasts there. Plus, it's a great place to check out all the pop culture news, movies, TV, comics. Uh, if you're, you know, join the Facebook group, check the website out. There's always always news being updated, always cool stuff to read and check out there. Uh, com. And uh, if, if uh, you are, have exhausted all of those possibilities of podcasts, then head over to where this podcast originated from, the HHWLOD.com, where you can also find the Walking Dead TV podcast, hosted by Craig DeMonda and Chub Toad and uh, Aaron Newarth, and sometimes myself when my kids go to bed early enough. Uh, they have not been cooperating lately, though. 
We're covering Fear of the Walking Dead right now, the new series, which has definitely been improving, I think. Uh, as time goes on, the characters are a little more developed now. Things are actually happening. They're kind of interesting. So uh, check that out. We also have uh, the Black Box from Sean Pryor. His podcast is there. Um, the Whedonverse podcast is there. It's all connected. Who uh, do uh, for Marvel TV what we do for DC TV, only not as well because they suck. Oh no, I didn't mean that. Wait, what? No, I didn't mean that. I just wanted to see if anybody was listening. Yo, oh. uh, they cover Agents of Shield and the uh, Daredevil on the uh, Netflix and all kinds of other cool stuff. Um, so check them out as well. And until next week when we get the season finale of Legends of Tomorrow and the penultimate episodes of Gotham, Flash, and Arrow. Ladies, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. We are guests. Good night. Good night. Ladies. Burrowed like a sun